Hey gang, welcome back to Voices in My Head. Just a couple of quick housekeeping things before we start. I hope you've been enjoying Voices in My Head and all the guests that we've been having week after week on this podcast. And if you are, would you please go to iTunes and leave us a podcast review for this podcast. It helps us to gain visibility, it helps us to get more listeners, and it helps me to know what kind of shows you've been enjoying and what you'd like to hear more of. Secondly, if you're able to help out at all in the way of sponsorship, you can go to rickleejames.com or voicesinmyheadpodcast.com, click on the tip jar and sponsorship link, and you can find out there how to give to this podcast. Uh, And I don't like to just ask for something for nothing. So since it costs roughly $11 a show in order to produce this podcast, if you donate $11 or more, I'm going to send you a way to get 11 free songs that I've never before released. 11 free tracks anyway. Some of them are songs I've released, but these are like live recordings, and some of them are unreleased songs. Some of them are things that pertain specifically to the podcast you can't get anywhere else. They're not on CDs, they're not on iTunes, they're not on the internet anywhere, except with this code that I'm going to give you. So if you donate $11 or more, you get 11 tracks. So just my way of saying thank you, and I hope you'll be able to support us. Now, with that being out of the way, I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thanks so much for being with us here at Voices in My Head. Live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick James and you're listening to Voices in My Head. If you hear this voice today, do not turn in the window. Welcome back to episode number 53 of Voices in My Head. I am Rick Lee James, your host, and we have an amazing show for you today with my special guest, Nick Flora. Nick is one of the most amazing artists you will ever hear. He's out of Nashville, Tennessee, has some great great music and I'm going to be sharing some of that with you today. He's also a podcast host and the podcast is called Who Writes This Stuff and he's also trying to get fans to fund a new album for him right now and he's doing very well so I'm going to tell you more information about how you can help fund Nick's next album. Um, That was kind of hard to say. Nick's next album. Nick Nakapadiwek. Anyway, however we do that, it's a good show today. It really is, I promise. We had a great conversation. Before we get too far into it, I want to share with you something that happened last week. There were two really big events that happened, one bigger than the other. But New Year's Eve came, and every year I've, I've been trying for about three years uh, now to do uh, the Rick Lee James and Friends Pickin' Party, and uh, we've been holding, trying to hold them on New Year's Eve. The, the second year we didn't get to have it quite on New Year's Eve because of a scheduling conflict, but the first year and this year it was held on New Year's Eve. We had uh, some great bands joining us. We had the Italics. We had Like a Child, both of which have been guests on the podcast in the past. The the attendance was really good. We had a lot of tickets sold, especially a lot of tickets the day of. I want to thank Beacon of Hope for being a part of that. Um, they they sold the tickets from their store, and I, I really appreciate that. All the online sales we had um, for uh, just New Hope Church. Just so many people I would like to thank. But anyway, we had a really great evening together. We ended it at midnight with worship. And uh, the whole time I'm just praying, Lord... I have a feeling my wife is going to be going into labor very soon. Just please help me get through this evening. We did, uh, just barely. Um, I barely made it home. I I got a couple hours sleep, and it just seemed like no time. And on New Year's Day, we were heading to the hospital for the birth of our child, Alexander Grayson James. He ended up being the New Year's baby. And if you go to rickleejames.com, you can actually see the newspaper picture and find the article there that the Springfield News Sun uh, had. He he was born uh, just after New Year's Day at 1.53 in the morning on the 2nd. Uh, but actually, he was the only, uh, the, the first child to be born that year. So we still got to be the New Year's baby. Uh, the care at the hospital was wonderful. The uh, the support and encouragement I've gotten have been great. But because of that, there was no podcast last week. But that was the first time in a year that I have missed podcasting in a week. And, and I'm sure there'll be more days in the future that we'll be missing. But uh, the baby is happy and healthy. My wife is doing well. Everybody's just kind of... Uh, 
recovering here at the house right now. So I'm here today with them, and I'm down in the basement doing my podcast thing like I do. It's good to be back and be able to share with you another episode. Uh, I wish I could think of something else to tell you, but at this point, I have to say, being a dad is really amazing. I'm very, very grateful that we have a healthy child. Um, God is good. I have, uh, even before he was born, I, I prayed many times. I said, Lord, I'm, this is your child. I'm giving him to you for whatever you want me to do um, in raising him. Help me to do that uh, so that I can raise him to be a godly person who loves you and loves people. And um so that's my prayer. Pray with me on that. Help me and my wife to be able to do that by praying for us. So anyway, it was an exciting week last week. Um, the real big event was the birth of our child. Uh, but musically, it was a great night as well to be able to do the New Year's Eve concert. I, I you know, It's up in the air whether we'll do it again next year or not. I hope we can. Uh, hopefully there won't be another child being born <laughs> right at that time next year. Uh, but it was great fun. So it was a good week all around. We're home, finally getting some sleep again, and, uh, and things are going well. Well, we had a question of the week because uh, my guest today is Nick Flora, and he is a fan of the Muppets. And I'm going to be sharing a song later with you that he recorded, which is a cover of a Muppet song, and it's really excellent. And uh, so the question of the week this week is, who is your favorite Muppet? Question of the week. We had a whole lot of answers, and they're actually still coming in at this time. Um, I'm trying to watch the Facebook and Fitter tweet. <laughs> Did I say that? Fitter tweets? The Facebook and Twitter feed for the podcast to be able to uh, give all the answers as they're coming in. And it looks like we've just gotten a few more. Uh, so I'm trying to go through them. But the question, again, was who is your favorite Muppet. Cheryl Wilson early said animal, LOL. Um, animal is always a good choice. Uh, drummers are awesome. Melissa Moser says easy, Kermit. So Kermit's her favorite, hands down, no problem with her um, guessing that one. Mike McGuire said animal was the best one. He never got enough time on the show. And uh, and Mike just wrote in another one as well. He, he said, totally forgot about the Swedish chef too. So apparently he has a couple. So that was probably the world's worst Swedish chef impersonation. He's probably the easiest impersonation on the planet to do. That just tells you how good I am at impersonations. Matthew Cole says, Gonzo all the way. Uh, he always feels such a sense of community with Gonzo. So uh, so I guess being a weirdo or whatever that is, he feels community with that. Uh, Kyle Northrup says, Mr. Teeth. And, and I think it might be Dr. Teeth. I'm not sure. But he was a total rock star. I agree. He was very cool. Uh, Kathy Allen Watson says, Love Beaker. He is so expressive even without talking. Me, 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 me. On the Twitter feed, Twilight Tony, a.k.a. Tony Berry, because uh, Tony's a great guy. He actually owns the comic shop I go to every week. He says, Camilla. And, uh, I, you know, as Tony mentions that, I remembered uh, the episode of Muppet Babies where um, – Gonzo is uh, singing a song, Camilla, Camilla. I, I liked that as a kid. I forgot about Camilla, so good call, Tony. Sarah Kelly says, Kermit, not very original, but I've loved him since I was a preschooler a very long time ago now. And uh, Tony James says, Grover and Kermit and the two old guys in the balcony. And their names are actually Statler and Waldorf. Um, she says, it's hard to choose. I am torn, but I love Kermit as well as Grover and the two little old men in the balcony. Can never remember their names, but they always crack me up. They might be my favorites. And, uh, I, you know, I hate to agree with my sister, but they are my favorites as well. So, gosh, that's happening more all the time. We're agreeing with each other. I don't know if this is a sign of the end of the world or what. Scott Casto says, Fozzie! Exclamation point. David Sanders says, Pepe, the king prawn, okay? Are you serious? How is this even a question, okay? Um, Kristen West Early says, Animal and Beaker. And uh, I think that's all we have for today. I'm, I'm kind of watching because the Twitter feed is still going crazy and the Facebook page. But i got to cut it off somewhere because we have a great uh, interview today. And uh, you're going to enjoy um, Nick Flora's answer to the question of the week as we get into the interview here in just a few minutes. So thanks, everybody, for being a part of this week's. 
Well, I had something really cool happen, and I know that we are officially out of the season of Advent now, but, well, I only found this last night, actually. When I'm recording this, it's actually the 8th of January, and um, there's a church that is uh, Lake Home Church of the Nazarene in Mount Vernon, Ohio, and they actually um, did something pretty cool on the 23rd of December, and I, I only just found out about this. They used my song, Advent Hymn, and they played it and sang it while a lady, uh, actually an artist by the name of Laura Tappan, um, did sand art to this. And I was able to see a video of that, and I actually published it online at my webpage at rickleejames.com. It's really cool. Sean Barrett is singing it. I, I wish I knew who the lady is that's singing with him is. I would give her credit, but I don't know. Um, but Sean uh, is a, a great worship pastor and a really nice guy. I haven't seen Sean in many years, but um, he is singing my song, and uh, and Laura Tappan is is doing this amazing sand art along with it. So it's a, it's about a five minute video, and uh, it's pretty cool because she kind of narrates the whole um, Advent story, the Nativity story, as my song is playing. And so I just really appreciate that. It really touched me. Um, I, I have had a lot of churches this year. Um, by by a lot, I mean like five that I know of. I guess that's a lot because I haven't had a lot of churches use my stuff in the past that I know of at Advent time. Um, but at least a, a handful of churches have been using that song this year, and uh, it's not even been published yet with Lifeway, as uh, hopefully it will be later this year. I'm still waiting on that contract. So, uh, Craig Adams, if you're listening, please get it in the mail to me. Um but anyway, all, all that is to say, I was just very touched by it. So if you want to see a really cool sand art presentation, uh, it probably makes my song better because of the art. Um, you know, if if you like the song at all, uh, you know, I, I'm amazed by people that can take a song and then make it better than it is. And uh, I, I thank you, Laura and Sean, for doing that. And uh, you can go to rickleyjames.com and see that. So uh, just check that out if you have a chance. I think you might enjoy it. Uh what else? Um, I guess that's it for now. I want to play some music by my new friend, Nick Flora, for you. And I also want to tell you about his new album. He is working on an album called The Reintroduction of Nick Flora. Um, he is a great, great artist. You're going to hear his music in just a minute, and you're going to think, wow, I want to go get everything he's got. Well, guess what? He has a lot of free music that you can get by going to his website, and we're going to tell you more about that later on the show in the interview. Um, I believe it's just nickflora.com is where you can go, and you can get three albums uh, absolutely free to download right there. They're all cover tunes, and I'm going to play one of those cover tunes for you in just a moment, um, and you can see what kind of an artist he is. He's really great, but then he does music that's his own as well. He's an incredible songwriter, amazing musician, and um, I heard him for the first time with Andrew Osanga's band. Uh, he kind of did a little opening set and uh, and played keyboard and guitar with Andrew's band all night. And uh, I just loved his music. So do this for me. Go to kickstarter.com and I want you to look up Nick Flora or you can look up the reintroduction of Nick Flora. He needs to raise $9,000 to get this project off the ground. He's already raised uh, $6,000 and uh, there's about 30 days to go left on this Kickstarter project. Please uh, help my friend out. It, this is going to be a great album. I really feel like it's going to be musical history in the making. I already feel like his music is a cut above so many other artists that I'm hearing right now. And uh, and actually, to produce an album for $9,000, that's not a whole lot of money for a professional big album. And so we really want to help Nick out as much as we can. So do me a favor. Go to kickstarter.com, even if you have to pause the podcast for a second. Go over there and give him some money. Uh, he's got some great things to give you in return. Everything from, well, really not only like you can get a, a, a free release of the album two weeks before it's actually released. For a certain amount, you can get um, uh, the... 
uh, physical CDs. You can get bonus extras. You can get right down to actually winning a guitar by giving a certain amount that Nick has written many songs on. Uh, you can get things like um, you know backstage passes and performances, and uh, it's it's really great. So I won't say any more about it right now. I'm going to let his music speak for itself, and then we're going to go into the interview. But I'm going to start out today with his cover of the Muppet song, Rainbow Connection. We're going to go into the interview, and at the close of the interview, we're going to play one of Nick's originals for you today. So um, my guest, Nick Flora, it was a pleasure to have him, and I know you're going to enjoy this interview with singer, songwriter, podcaster, Nick Flora. Why are there so many songs about rainbows And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions Rainbows have nothing to hide So we've been told and some choose to believe it But I know they're wrong, wait and see Cause someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me My guest today is one of the most entertaining musicians and podcasters around. His name is Nick Flora, and he's out of Nashville, Tennessee. I can't stress to you enough how amazing his music is and what a nice guy he is. And so it's my pleasure today to welcome to Voices in My Head, Mr. Nick Flora. Nick, thanks for being here today. 
Oh, man, that was an enthusiastic intro. Thank you, Rick. This is great. And that was off the cuff. A lot of times I write them, and this was just, you know, completely so... I, well, I'm completely flattered, and you have my... <laughs> with that intro, you absolutely have my attention uh, with <laughs> with all, all the flattery. So. Excellent, excellent, great. Well, now I ask the hard-hitting questions, and you'll get... Oh, no, here we go. Uh, <laughs> now, I, a few weeks ago, just to give some background to, to where you and I first connected, um, probably, I don't know, maybe two months ago now, Mm-hmm. Um, I went to see my friend Andrew Osenga, who has an incredible album out. We've had him on the podcast before. Actually, he has several incredible albums, but his latest one, Leonard the Lonely Astronaut, is just one of the best to come out this year, in my opinion. I really enjoyed it. So I jumped at the chance to be able to drive down to Cincinnati and uh, spend some time getting to hear the whole album live. And I was so pleased that not only uh, the podcast guest we had just about two weeks ago, Eric Peters, I got to meet him and spend some time, but there was another young man who came out on stage, and I don't know how else to describe you, Nick, other than you are a one-man rock and roll show. Yes, and, and, I'll take it. I'll take it. And uh, and it was awesome. You came out, and uh, it, it was just you and an acoustic guitar, and you're kind of warming up the crowd. And um, I, I believe The Presence of Greatness was the song that you came out and did. And I thought, man, what a funny song. Like, it, it's, it was really good. But there's Thanks. just something about when you come out and you take the stage. It's like, to me, you just command the room. Like, I wouldn't want you as my opening act because I'd be afraid to follow you. To be <laughs> Well, that is very kind. Uh, thank you. So if we ever play together, you have to, you know, you have to go after me. <laughs> or I'll just I'll just give 25 percent. Maybe maybe I'll just <laughs> that'll, that'll work. I'll lay back. I don't really know. I'll, I'll lay back a little bit. <laughs> So immediately I enjoyed your music from there, and I, and I thought, i got to get some music. And then I was pleased to find out that online you actually have three free EPs, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. So it's going to be a good interview today, but we're going to start the same way that I start with every guest, with question of the week. And so your question of the week this week is, who is your favorite Muppet? See, this is so this is so tough uh because they're all so wonderful uh except for miss piggy i've never really cared for miss piggy but um that's okay i, I you know i think I, I initially i'll give you in order of because when i was a kid my favorite was gonzo i think uh-huh. and then as i got a little bit older and my and my sense of humor kind of came out uh and and i grew into my own as far as you know understanding jokes it had to be fozzy bear he was my first favorite comedian <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, in a lot of ways I still relate to Fozzie Bear, um, especially when he tells a joke that he knows he nailed, but nobody else, he's just like, huh? Right. Waka, waka, uh, waka. Exactly. I mean, is there a more perfect punchline than waka, yeah. waka, waka? Uh, and that, but it's, I mean, it's gotta be, I mean, I, and also, you know, animal is great, but it's gotta be Kermit. I can't, I, I, it's, he's such a popular choice. He is, but but in this day and age, especially with this latest Muppet movie that came out a couple years ago, which I love, uh, it's got to be Kermit. I, he, he's he's kind of the champion. And I, I've become a little bit of a connoisseur and obsessed, I guess, connoisseur with, with Jim Henson over the past couple of years reading books. And, and since he was Kermit, there was so much respect there so i gotta go kermit that's the long answer well, I, picked Which, a, I picked a good question of the week this week i had no idea you were that involved with the muppets so. I, every, absolutely yeah i'm i'm a big fan which is one of the reasons why i decided to to cover one of their songs on, yeah. uh, on and it's great <laughs> it's it's Thanks. awesome he he does uh rainbow connection folks and if you've not got to hear his version you need to go to nickflora.com download the ep and listen to it because it's really good stuff but yeah um I, I have to say, too, just to put my two cents in, uh, I was thinking about this today, and I almost said Kermit, and I almost said Fozzie, but then I had to go back to actually who – it's two Muppets, Statler and Waldorf. And, oh, yes. Uh, how they sit up in the you – know, <laughs> In the rafters. Nothing, there's nothing like a good show, and that was nothing like a good show. Ha, ha, you know, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I do love them as well, and I think they, 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 they particularly shine in the uh, – the Muppet Christmas Carol, which uh, is one of my favorite movies, and th- they 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 play the ghosts of uh, of Jacob Marley and his brother that haunt <laughs> that haunt uh, uh, Michael Caine as yeah. Scrooge, and uh, man, they they are awesome. 
good as, stuff. I think they are one Muppet, really. I mean, yeah, I, I think so too. I don't. You never see them apart, so it's true. It's good, but uh, and and sarcasm. I enjoy that. So that <laughs> they and, the, and they're always as much as they hate everything, they're yeah. always on board with each other. And you gotta <laughs> you, you have to admire that friendship. <laughs> it's like it's like the two old people at church that sit and criticize the music all you know all week. Yep, long. and they come every week. They never they come miss every week. week. They don't stop. So. They live. They live for that criticism. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, well, let's talk a little bit about your music. Uh, sure. It's, it's great. And I, I'd actually, if it's okay with you, I'm going to play some music on the podcast after I edit this, some of your songs. So absolutely hear that. Um, but I really have enjoyed Hello Stranger, which was the album I picked up that night and, uh, got the privilege not only to see you, but you, you got to play with, uh, Andrew Osenga on the Leonard the Lonely Astronaut tour and you were doing like guitar and piano and singing background vocals and everything. So, uh, it was just a really great night and you added a lot to that. Uh, but I have to, let's just start with The Presence of Greatness, which is yeah. almost the very first track on that album. Yeah, it's uh, like 1.5. T- tell us, tell us a little bit about that song because it's, it's got a lot of humor to it, but it's also <laughs> one of those songs that like, to me, the, um, the the melody, the whole feel of the song just gets in your head and I'm just like walking around humming it for days after. <laughs> well, uh, essentially I wanted to, all the songs in Hello Stranger are, for the most part, told from a, a, a character's point of view, and so, but, and I am the one, you know, writing it. So there is a lot of truth in there, and a lot of stuff that resonates with me. So I, I decided to take the guy. It, it comes from the point of view of the guy who's the all-important musician right. who who absolutely believes his own hype. And there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of part of. <laughs> that's all I can. That's how I can set it up. Is you know, but there's a lot of. Uh, in performers and musicians and creative people, there's a lot of self-loathing and there's a lot of stuff, you know, anybody can give you a compliment and you won't really believe it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the guy who absolutely believes it. And, and, uh, and I just, that concept just, it, it, it cracked me up. And I honestly, I can't, there's a line in the song where I say, uh, I'm like a shark attack with a, yeah. with t-shirts in the back. And that was the first line that I wrote for the, for the, uh, the song. And then quickly after it, I was like, okay, this guy has to be the, you know, ridiculous. And, and Andy Osenga actually produced the album. And when I, I brought the song to him, the second verse was a little bit different. And I, I started to kind of be more self-deprecating. And he was and he was the one that was saying, make the whole thing like ridiculous as possible. And so and so I just try to, you know, it's all very tongue in cheek. And, and I think I even said it when I played it then. But, you know, if I play yeah. that song live and people don't get that it's a joke it sets the tone for the rest of the show <laughs> it's like wow this guy's really great just ask him you know so it's an, <laughs> i know and, and so people take it seriously i know that i have to do some backpedaling and I, uh i'll be honest i was and again this is the first time i think i'd ever heard you before and you came uh-huh. out and sang that song and i was so caught up in it you get to the line about like can i see the line about can i see a hand whose yeah. lives have been and i remember putting my hand up because i was like <laughs> yeah yeah it, uh, the, the second verse is just me asking hey can i get a quick show of hands of how many lives i've changed with right. my music and oh i mean who does that so just the idea i get i get a kick out of it every time i play it because i'm I get reminded how ridiculous and right. over the top but it's you know it's the kind of faux hubris that that uh that sometimes we all we all need in our lives a little bit and uh so so, and there is truth to it as well. Sometimes I, I really do want people to kind of, you know, sit back and appreciate a lot of this hard work I've put into my music. And it's not 100% like it is with this guy. But this is kind of, what if we turn that up to 11, you know, and see what what would that look like? Well, well, well done. It's a well-crafted song, and it's Thanks. really funny. I mean, I, just, I, I think I got the joke immediately. I just was like, that is great. Oh, bless you. You're, you're my favorite kind of audience member. <laughs> Yeah, they aren't also uh, so appreciative, are they? It's it's true. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, and and there's a, a second line I have to actually ask you about in sure. the song that follows called "Temp Job," which again I'm listening to it today, <laughs> and um, I'm I'm just laughing out loud. And pe- people may wonder it's not like a comedy album, but there's, so, there's no, so there many, are definitely elements of of wit and you know there, sarcasm in it. You do start us off laughing a little bit. I mean, I almost feel like there should be a rim shot in the background on some of the lines. <laughs> And there's, you're you're gonna have to again finish the line for me because I'm okay. doing it by memory. But I think that Jesus said it best: "Do, do what, what you love, love and forget the rest." And forget the rest. And I was, yeah, it's a, it's a bold choice to decide <laughs> to misquote Jesus in a song. 
but uh and, and i wrote that and and i brought it once again i brought it to andy you know i showed him all my songs and i, I was like i i don't know if people are going to understand that i'm being ridiculous and and this character is misquoting jesus and he was exactly. like no he's like that's important to the character because that whole song is about this guy who is almost the opposite of presence of greatness where he's just completely fine being this cautionary tale who didn't do anything with his life and he's just said no to everybody who ever gave him an opportunity and so he's kind of stuck in his you know he's literally made well, he probably hasn't made his bed, but he's laying in it. And, uh, and he's just kind of, you know, and I'm, I know a lot of those guys growing up in a college town, uh, in, in Arkansas where I grew up. And, and so I just kind of wrote it. It's another heightened version of that. But yeah, I was like, of course, this guy would, would just kind of hear, mishmash a bunch of inspirational quotes and, uh, and then, and then attribute it to Jesus, who is probably the most quoted person on, on planet, on the planet Earth. Yeah, okay. uh, and of, of course, this guy would mess that up too. And so it was just, yeah, that's one of the ones that my mom had to, you know, my mom sat me aside <laughs> and was like, um, what's going on here? And I had to kind of explain, you know, she's a literature teacher, but I still had to explain right. uh, irony. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because it reminds me of like Michael Scott on the office. Office, who's exactly constantly misquoting somebody and saying, "Yeah, I think it was Abraham, you know, Abraham Lincoln." Yeah, Abraham said, Lincoln who said, "Take, take them by the north and <laughs> whatever." <laughs> and I live by those principles every day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, actually, the the perfect middle ground. Michael Scott is the perfect middle ground between presence of greatness and temp job. Right. He's the guy who's stuck in his ways. He's been in the same job and hasn't gone anywhere for years. But he's also kind of believes that he's the greatest, <laughs> and so. There's it's kind of actually perfect analogy. Like he is Michael Scott is the is the bridge between track one and track two please, of that please, album. Please quote me on that next time. That no, I will. I'll, uh, I'll, that's my, perfect. My dear friend Rick Lee James said. Uh, I'll, I'll let you read it to you. Yep, that's right. You changed you changed my life today. That's right. So, uh, well, it, it's really a fun album. So I, I first of all want to say to all the listeners out there, if if you're on iTunes or you're on Amazon or something, you're looking around saying, I wonder what I want to spend my money on. I want to buy a new album and some new kind of inventive music. I, I want to put in my encouragement to you to get that album. Uh, but And there's a, there's a lot of great tracks on there. I have to ask you, are you influenced at all? And you can feel free to let me know some of your musical influences. But um, there was a movie, speaking of Michael Scott and Steve Carell, there was a movie a while back uh, called Dan in Real Life. And mm-hmm. there's an incredible soundtrack by uh, Sandre Lerche on yes. that. And are you, are you a fan of his? Because I, I felt like I heard some of his influence or, or at least some of his type style and some of your music on this album. Uh, you've nailed it on the head. Awesome. Uh, yes, uh, that's <clears throat> you're the first person. I've done you know, a few interviews for this album, and you're the first person to, to find that. When I... Yeah, I kind of fell in love with that soundtrack, which he he's a singer songwriter on his own, and he wrote this great soundtrack. Um, a lot of you know, kind of jazzy seventh chords thrown in there, and sure. um, kind of he has kind of a throwback sound. But he he wrote this great soundtrack for this movie, which is one of my favorite movies. Dan in yeah, Real Life is same here, and uh, and highly underrated. I feel like, and he yeah, he wrote this soundtrack, and I kind of became obsessed with it the summer that I, you know, I was writing these songs and, uh, actually Andy, who's a great producer, I'm going to talk about Osanga a lot, but, uh, because he's a huge part of my story, but he always has me as a, as a producer. He's like, can you make me like a mix CD, which I love doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's like of, of kind of a feel that you'd like this record to have. And so I, and I basically was like, okay, just buy the Dan and real life soundtrack. And there were a few other ones too, but that was a huge, that was a huge influence, and he definitely. I have I have overall big influences who are always in there when I'm writing, but there every time I go to approach an album there to write, there's there's always one or two albums that are very specific to to that record, and that that was one of them. And just him in general, he's a really interesting songwriter, and uh, and Randy Newman is another one of those guys who who. Oh, I was yeah. a huge, huge fan of, and he's always kind of in there, but definitely I listened to so much Randy Newman when writing this, which Randy Newman yeah. writes in a lot of characters. And so, and I didn't, I never put that together, but, um, but he did, and he does that really well. And he always writes, and he writes songs from points of view that you'd never really hear in songs, which, yeah. which I love. So I was trying to do that as well. And so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely that's just two of them. But uh, you you definitely nailed it on that, yeah. And and it's funny because I I think I was trying to 
pull Randy Newman from the air because I kept thinking there's somebody else that I really mm-hmm. and and all that is to say I don't feel like you're copying them at all but to uh, I, I I guess actually to pay tribute to them in some of the yeah. ways that you write I really feel like that comes through so uh, so basically guys if you like Sandra Lerche and you like Randy Newman then you're gonna love Nick Flora I, I I completely agree with that that's, <laughs> that's great <laughs> uh, well well that'll lead us into kind of a, a question I like to ask artists when they're on here because um, it seems to me as, as I'm a, a songwriter and singer and I have people that I in, enjoy listening to quite a lot. And whenever I play in my mind, whether it's actually perceived by the audience or not, I almost think that I want them to think a certain way about me, <laughs> you uh-huh. know, when I'm up there. So the question I like to ask other artists, what do you like to have people think about you or, or if if you could you know kind of put into words what you want people to think about you um as a i guess for lack of a better way to say it is like you know when they think about you what do you want them to think about i guess as an artist well the thing that i try to accomplish uh you know whether i'm making a, an album or i'm i'm or just you know when you saw me i, I think i just played two songs and yeah. whether i'm up there on stage at all i want to be entertaining and I want to connect, and that, and if if people can feel like they've connected with me, and they were entertained, and maybe you know thought about something in a different way, or you know enjoyed themselves, I think all kind of all those wrapped up in one. Uh, it, that that's my primary goal. I feel like, and I was early influenced early on. My dad's a musician as well, and he was a big jazz guy, and so I, I kind of I, I grew up watching all of these kind of jazz performers. Who uh, you know, and and watching the crowds, and they just completely get you know, like guys like Nat King Cole and these guys who kind of just they were just showmen, but they made eye contact and they connected and they sang these songs that uh, you know are from the heart, all these love songs and and broken hearted songs and just and it was incredible and I think I feel like that was kind of my earliest uh, my earliest influences as far as far as like seeing. Oh, like this is what you do with art. You try to connect because we're all here. You know, we're all in this together in this life. And I feel like it's our number one goal to try to connect with each other and see what we can learn and and kind of make everything a little bit better. So if I can do that, if I if people could take that away, that I mean, you know, that's that's the the main goal. Right on. Excellent. Good answer to that. So uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast, but let's do one more music question first, and then we'll Great. let it blossom to wherever we go. Um, and first of all, tell me kind of your process. Uh, again, I am, am new to your music, and I'm loving it. Uh, so I was really happy to find the three free EPs online of, uh, of, of tunes that that you've remade yeah uh, so what what was the process in bringing that about was was that something that you did kind of just one at a time or was it kind of a all all at once you wanted to do all these or, or what brought you to that point because these are some really good remakes i enjoy oh, thanks yeah it was it was sort of by accident i always <clears throat> i found early on when 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 playing i, I toured a lot especially in my early 20s and i still do t- uh, tour quite a bit throughout the year and i found and when playing live that i if you I'm just playing to a lot of new audiences, a lot, and I still do, but a lot of people who who don't know who I am. So I found there's a good meeting, you know, meeting ground, medium ground, I guess, if you can play a song that people know. And so I just found myself kind of covering songs that I loved, and <clears throat> an amazing thing happened. I would play two songs of my own. People would kind of be paying attention, sure. and then when I play a cover, people perk up, and then the rest of the set, you have them like they're they're kind of there because you guys connected. Like I connected with them on a, on on a level, and and so and I, it kind of came about accidentally, but then I, I started you know I cultivated all these covers that I did, and then um, I had a buddy of mine who was like we should record some and just kind of put them up just so people can have them because they were asking at shows and sure. so I uh, I didn't feel right asking people to pay for. You know, and I, I didn't want to go through the process of having people, you know, having to pay for recording and, or you know, if I sell a song, I have to right. pay for it, the right rights. Right, everybody. Exactly, and and I was just, it would just, and I wasn't in really interested in, in making money off these other people's songs. I just wanted to put them up. So a buddy of mine recorded the first one, the remake EP, um, the original, and like I guess three summers ago, and I was just going to do one, and and I, when I kind of stepped back and looked at all the songs that I had chosen to cover. They were all from movies that I love, like Dan in Real Life. I, yeah. I, actually, it's on there. Let My Love Open the Door is from Dan in Real Life. And, and and Stranger Than Fiction, too, right? 
Is uh, there is no that there is a song from Strangers of Fiction yeah, right. on, on the second one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I I just recorded you know I, all of these songs from movies, and I just decided to make it kind of a kind of a film themed, which I love movies so much. So like it was a, it was really easy for me to choose songs that I that have grabbed me from their placement in, in film. And so I I just covered you know these songs and threw them up on the website for free, and people really seemed to to dig it and enjoy it, and so. Uh, and they were asking for more. So, you know, I, I want to give, you know, if anybody asks me to do anything performing wise, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm an artist, you know, so I, I have to, I'm needy. So I have to, you know, give the audience what they want. So I, I, uh, yeah. So for the, you know, last summer and then this past, I guess two summers ago and then this last summer, I, I did, I did two more and made it a full trilogy in full, you know, movie blockbuster form. I uh, did a, the second one's called Remake EP Strikes Back, and then the third one I just put out uh, this summer is called The Return of the Remake. And uh, there won't be any prequels, as far as I can see, <laughs> in the near future. If if Lucas wants Lucasfilm or Disney wants to pay me to do it, I will gladly um, make prequels. But uh, uh, in my experience, they're not a great idea, um, unless you're The Hobbit. But you, know, uh, <laughs> you could, if uh, if I may interrupt for just a moment, you could combine your love of you know like Lucas and the Muppets together. And do like uh, in a chicken voice, you know, like the Star Wars theme by John Williams, and do you know like Gonzo's chickens, you know. I guarantee you that. I bet if we YouTube that right now, somebody's already done it. That's too good of an, that's too good of an idea. If if not, I, again, I get credit for it. What you know? <laughs> I'm I'm making a tally list right now of Thank all the you. things that you get credit for. <laughs> so few people understand how great I am. So I I, I got it the first time I met you. I I understood it. I like, this guy is something. You, uh, the presence of greatness is about this guy. That's <laughs> that's right. I finally you know sometimes you write a song and you don't meet the person that it's about till later in your life. You know in Cincinnati. So that's right. <laughs> well, no, it, those EPs are really great, and I'm glad you said that about the film because. The more I listen to them, I have thought those exact things because I'm listening through them going, oh, that's from one of my favorite movies. And Stranger Than Fiction is one of my favorites. So when you're doing uh, The Whole Wide World, I'm like, I remember that scene, you know, perfectly where Will Ferrell's playing that. It's it's an awesome scene in the film. And yeah, um, so it's it's actually um, it's it's really great to just do that because it brings back. I think in our uh, in our minds, especially in the time we live in, we not only associate memories with music but also movies and so i feel it's like true. in some way you've kind of combined that 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 brings those good memories back and i have to say one other thing too about um the mary mixmas cd that you actually sent out and i got a copy of yeah. i love that you included the lobster line from love actually <laughs> on there um <laughs> so there was more than one lobster at the birth of jesus you know <laughs> that's also one of my favorite uh films uh throughout yeah me too oh absolutely so yeah. Well, it sounds like what we need to do is sometime in the future have a film discussion podcast. Oh, man, nothing would make me happier. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so let's let's let me just recap for you real quick. Go to nickflora.com and uh, download those EPs. They're free. They're really great. And let, let me ask this. Is there a way if somebody wanted to throw a tip your way um, from I mean, maybe not just from those, but is there? some way like through paypal or something people could say hey i really do appreciate this and want to kind of say thanks i, I don't know sure. if I do that but i think that there is a donate there should be a donate button through paypal somewhere in existence on a website <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i know i know that there is a uh if you, i i have a a sampler on noise trade oh okay and, which actually i was gonna i was gonna talk about it. people wanted to kind of sample my music i, I put three songs from uh, my two albums and then a, a couple uh, a live performances. It's on Noise Trade, and there is a uh, donate button on there as well, like a tip Great. jar kind of thing on there. Great. So. Well, well, good. Well, people do that because, um, you know, as, as someone who is an indie artist myself, we appreciate yeah. every little bit. And Absolutely. So make sure you do that. And uh, and, and Nick Flores' music is worth every penny that you're going to shell out for it. So uh, You're a kind man. So so go to noisetrade.com, and uh, and while you're there, pick up some Rick Lee James music for free as well. Yeah. Okay, so. 
Um, now, initially, we were going to do kind of a Christmas thing, and then I realized that this podcast is not going to come out until closer to New Year's. Uh, so I decided, well, we probably won't talk too much about Christmas. Uh, so I wanted to kind of skip over that, other than to say thank you for sending me that Merry Mixmas CD. Oh, you're I, welcome. I've really enjoyed it a lot, and uh, this has been kind of a musical week for me where I've got to listen a little closely because I've been sick all week. If you hear me call. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's, it's I, not, I, I knew it's that not, you were sick. It's not my smoker's cough you're hearing. It's actually, <laughs> so I'm feeling so much better. But I did get a chance to listen to some more music, and and uh, you you do a great job with mixes too. So oh, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, What's, I did. I, I did. I was just gonna say, like, I people not might not know what we're talking about, but I, I did for the past couple of years. I've just made like a holiday. I used to just make mix CDs, period. But a holiday mix specifically, and we give them to friends. And the last year, I opened it up to my Twitter followers and Facebook people and, and, and this is the third year I've done it. And every year I, it gets hard cause I don't want to repeat the same, uh, you know, songs over and over again. But so this year I, I kind of mixed it up a little bit and there is a couple little treats and, you know, like you were saying, there are, there are a couple, uh, tracks with, you know, Christmas music in the background, but I put clips of, uh, Christmas movies and then, you know, some of our favorites. And, and so it's, it's just really fun to like, you know, and, and there are a few artists on there, who people might not be aware of that I it helps get the word out about them too. But uh, sure. it's been a really fun like way to connect with with people all over the country. You know that I that I don't even know. You know, but I can be a part of their 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 holiday or, or whatever. It's really really fun. Yeah, and there, there's a couple tracks on there I had never heard before, and I I really enjoyed them a lot. So I, I appreciate the the mix, and that's a cool idea to just to get kind of share some things with your friends. And I have to say that the montage of the movies at the beginning just brought a big smile to my face right from the start. I was like, well, this, oh, good. this is just starting off great, you know? <laughs> yeah, I felt like I needed something. And it, when I came with that idea, I mean, I, I probably messed around with so I had so much fun putting those together. It was really hard which ones to choose. And I, I, I went on way longer than I needed to because it was just, you know, it, it made I was smiling the whole time. Sure, <laughs> trying to put yeah. This. Yeah, no, it's good. It's perfect every every moment of it. So I, I, I went, but when I got to the love the love actually scene, that's when I just lit up. I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> gonna love this mix. It's gonna be great. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about your podcast. This is ca- probably kind of a surreal moment because you run a podcast and I run a <laughs> podcast, and it's like the universes have have collided here. No, we're podcasting about podcasts. That's right. <laughs> that's what it's come to in this world. So um, tell it's actually called Who Writes This Stuff. And it's very interesting. I have, unfortunately have not got to hear every episode. I'm trying to work my way through it. Oh yeah, but that's have fun. really that's that's the thing. When you make a podcast, you're always trying to put one out. It seems like and yeah, uh, it's true. We're, we're I'm just about to do my fiftieth one. We're having a oh, big awesome. call-in show, which by the time people hear this will already be done. But um, it, it's it's fun to do, and everybody has a little bit different take. I almost feel like podcasts. Are, are, are the future of talk radio, you know? I, I completely agree, completely so, agree. Tell, tell us a little bit about yours, because it's a real interesting podcast. Well, I, uh, kind of the the beginning starts, oh, I've, I've been a podcast fan, you know, for years, and, and, and I've always kind of had the idea to do one, and when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a radio personality, like, that's, before I touched a guitar, that's what I wanted to do, and even interned at a, at a radio station in, in high school, and that's, that's where I thought I was heading, and then terrestrial radio kind of had a, a shakedown when, a little bit, when, uh, when, you know, the internet became popular, and podcasts became popular, but, um, I, I'd always wanted to do one, and then, <laughs> Actually, while making or before we made Hello Stranger, Andy Osanga and I would have all these kind of late night drive conversations Mm -hmm. about, you know, just he would tell a story and then we would talk about, you know, a a song that we were, you know, been working on. And then all these things, you know, in the studio, it's very we are creative people, but it's very conversational and there's a lot of really great nuggets. And I'm like, man, if I was, you know, an 18 year old kid or, you know, a 30 year old kid uh, like I am now. And, you know, and I was somewhere else, you know, and I was a fan of Andy Osanga or, you know, even me, I don't know, or any other of these artists. And I heard these, this, that story, I'd be so inspired or I'd be so encouraged, you know, or just hearing him say like, yeah, like I struggle with, uh, you know, people not liking my music too. You know, that's such a huge, huge thing. This guy that I, that I look up to and has, has encouraged <laughs> through his music he's going through the same things that i'm going through like it's such a it's such a nice thing to hear and so i i through that i was like I, i'm gonna make a i would i'm gonna have to start a podcast and just i live in nashville 
You know, I, there's so many great creative people here. There's so many great musicians, a lot of which you've had on your podcast. And mm-hmm. and I and I was like, I would I'm going to make it a point to, you know, at least once a week, sit down with them and with a different person. And it doesn't have to be a musician. There, uh, I've started having uh, just anybody who's creative. I want to I want to I want to sit down and I want to learn. I want to hear I want to hear their story. It's like my, my podcast is an hour long usually. And it's it's a uh, kind of part uh, origin story, kind of where, where they first got started being, you know, being creative and what was the impetus of that. And then it's kind of, and then it's also kind of like, what are some of the pitfalls that you've found and, you know, what, what are some struggles that you've had and, or just stories from the road or, you know, a lot of, you know, th- th- and there's some humor thrown in too. And, uh, and it's been, it's been amazing the people, and I've only been doing it for about a year and a half and, um, I do it twice a month or I put them up twice a month and, and, just the people that I've already gotten to be in the same room with, I it's just been incredible. And uh, you know, some of the people that like encouraged me or inspired me from when I was a kid, you know, guys like John Foreman from Switchfoot, or even like I, uh, you know, Jarza Clay. I actually got to sit and and I, I bought them lunch and 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 <laughs> in there and brought, I brought them lunch one day during the while they were in the middle of recording, and uh, and just we all sat around like campfire style and and I got That's to awesome. talk to them and they, they they were a huge they were like one of my first favorite bands, and uh, you know or even to uh, I just today I just had on um, uh, the actress Jenna Von Oy who who was on the the show Blossom in the nineties there was a oh, show on wow. him. And uh, I found out, you know, just a month ago that she lives in Nashville and I just sent her an email and, and you know, so we just literally got done talking, you know, I just the fact, you know, and I've, I've talked to some filmmakers and it's just really cool to sit down and, and get to talk to people and, you know, uh, about creative things. And immediately I'm I'm finding that we have so much common ground. All creative people are, are basically the same in all these little different ways. And it's really it's just been it's been really fun and i and whether people and i honestly i just kind of hit, hit this point like whether people listen to it or not i i get so much out of it that i just have to keep doing it cause, sure. you know and same here i i envy you being in nashville because so many of my conversations have to happen over skype but uh, what a what a cool thing for you to actually get to sit down with people it's a little bit different dynamic i'm staring at your picture right now but i don't see <laughs> you know <laughs> well but, i look uh, the same i'm sure yeah that's right yeah and i i just did my first skype one today and and i uh and so i i got a little bit of you know a view of what your world's like so yeah. it is a little bit di- different dynamic but if any if i get a chance to like i I love sitting down and actually looking at the person and, and I love making it so conversational that like it happened today with Jenna. We, we both forgot that we were recording and we just like had a great conversation and it was, it, and I think that kind of shines through and people pick up on that, that it's yeah. not so fabricated, you know? Yeah. That's, I think that's the mark of a good, you know, just, it, that's really what it is anyway. I mean, it's just conversations, what we're doing uh, in this moment, but you've had some great guests. So tell me some of your, some of your personal favorites. I mean, I know, jars of clay and, and jenna's got to be up there but do you have some that maybe just give us a rundown of some guests you've had because people that might spark people's interest and then tell us some of your favorite moments maybe just a couple sure um well it's i'm i am like a proud father with it like everyone is kind of my favorite one um but i i there the, my favorite ones are the ones that surprise me because you know no matter who if there's somebody that like I, I come in not really knowing much about them, but I just know their name, and uh, you know I set the bar low enough, like I'm so surprised on how how much I, I you know respond to to a lot of things I have to say. But um, like and you can't help it as being a human going in with kind of some prejudices, whether they're they're negative or not. But like Jennifer Knapp came on, and I don't know Jennifer Knapp um, much at all, but we. We connected from the the moment the door opened, like you know, like she like she just gave me a big hug and was just and that set the tone. Like we had the best conversation, yeah. and uh, that was that was a really big treat for me because I I I back in the day I, I was huge and all I was allowed to listen to was was Christian music when I was a teenager <laughs> and and uh, wow. my parents' choice on that one, but uh, but I'm glad they did because I found a lot. You know, that's how I found Andy Osanga and the Normals and 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 Derek Webb and a lot of these guys who. Who still make amazing music. So, and Jennifer Knapp is one of those that I got to, you know, it was cool to like sit down and get to ask her things that I've, some things I've been wanting to know since I was 16 and I heard her records, you know. And so that was, that was a particularly, that was one of my favorite ones. And she really got like personal and she really got, you know, and it got a little dark, but then it came out of that and it was just incredible to hear her story. And I I did get to hear that one, and I really enjoyed it too because I was a Jennifer Knapp fan from way back, 
And I, when she came out of the closet a few years back, I remember Christianity Today did a very nice interview with her. And, yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, I wondered what happened to her. And it was nice to to be able to just sit and hear a conversation with her because let's face it, the church is not always so loving to those that we you know we feel like we should condemn or whatever. And yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah. And it feels like to me she has. Uh, at least from that interview, and you would know better than me, but it just feels like she has such a gracious attitude towards people. And, she does. And I'm sure that people have not been very kind to her, especially when the news you know, came out that um, is, is so huge in church circles anyway. So Yeah, and it, I mean definitely I even got a little bit of blowback from that just from you know posting the interview. There was still, you know, it's like people are just looking for her name, and so they can put their two cents in of, of how she's living her life, and and uh, it just and and that's just I just got a you know a, a tiny percentage of what she probably gets all the time, yeah. And which makes it even more amazing because she is like I cannot describe her in any other way other than just a giant. She's just a giant love bug. Like she just loves. <laughs> she does. She loves people so much, and she and she's so good at connecting with people online, and it shows. And she just she just loves people so much, and it really is. It's it's an inspiration in a way, and yeah. and and I feel like that comes through through her music. She just believes, and she believes in what she's doing, and as far as music goes, and and like all we can ask for in our artists is that they believe in what they do, and and they do it, you know, as as themselves. And so it really is. It's kind of amazing. And uh, but there are a lot of people like that, like you know, I, it, the people that I find myself sitting in front of for you know and talking to for an hour or so, like um, you know, uh, Lee Nash is another from Sixpence and the Richer. Yeah, Can't, you know, she just came over to my house one day, and you know, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it literally was like you know nine o'clock in the morning, and she just woken up and, and came over, and it was just kind of bizarre to you know, and I remember seeing you know, a big Sixpence fan and seeing them perform on on Letterman, you know, back in the day, and you know, now yeah. Now, now, you know, they would let him an interviewer, and now I am. It's just kind of <laughs> kind of I, weird. A friend of mine, uh, Dale Baker, used to play drums for Sixpence. Oh, I, really? And I remember when um, they did the Letterman show, and I actually got to know him a little bit more after that. And um, again, yeah, that, they were huge at that one time, and so it was it was really nice to be able to hear. It's funny because I'll text him every now and then because he's he's not been with the band for quite some time, but I'll be in the grocery store or something, and I'll hear. Yep. Kiss me, and I'll be like, "Hey, Dale, I'm listening to you in Kroger, you know, <laughs> whatever." I I hear it all the time in Kroger, and yeah, yeah. I, that that I ha- I have that same moment where I'm like, "Oh, weird that she was in my in my house." Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't know a why bizarre. I don't know why Krogers across the nation want us to be kissing each other so much, but you know, <laughs> it does walk, seem <laughs> it does seem like an odd place. To, every to every get time personal. I walk in, I hear "Kiss Me" and uh, "Brilliant Disguise" by Bruce Springsteen. Those are the. <laughs> <laughs> Those have to mean something. I'm sure there's <laughs> some meaning there. But I mean, I, I've, uh, as far as other guests go, I, you know, I, I, Derek Webb came on, and and uh, let's see, I mean, Dave Barnes, Matt Wirtz, those, those guys. Uh, I mean, I, I talked about John Foreman earlier. It was probably the biggest deal for me. I've been a, a huge Switchfoot fan since the beginning, and and I got to actually go. Uh, and traveled to where they were playing uh, near my hometown in Arkansas, and like went backstage and and got to spend some time with them. And he was extremely uh, he he hadn't slept in two days, and he could not have been kinder and and just a sweeter human being to me. I was like, you do not have to be this nice. You can be a little bit grumpy, but he <laughs> couldn't. John Foreman cannot speak highly highly enough for that guy. And then, oh, okay. but it, one really cool thing I was going to say is about about doing this is I also get to. You know, I'm. You know, you can have jars of clay or you know whoever on in that. But I love throwing in people that are doing great things in music who people might not be aware of. Like I, my friend Stacy Lance, uh, who sings on my album a lot. Uh, having having her on, or like you know Arthur Alleygood or Hannah Miller. Or there's these great like Nashville people who I think in the next you know three to five years will be household names, and you know in the way that you can be a household name this day and age. But um, you know, or even like the kid, I just did a, a podcast with this band, the kicks and they're, they're, you know, they, they just had a song on, on a Lowe's commercial and did play during the Super Bowl. So we're all just like having a party for them. And like, you know, like it's just great. And, uh, Drew Holcomb is another one of those guys. And so it's been, it's been amazing to like show people to get people that people might be aware of. And then also highlight some people that like you should be, I think you'll be a fan of this artist after this interview's over with. Sure. 
which I'm sure you do the same thing. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I think one of the amazing things about I I have lived away from Nashville for well over a decade now, but I spent a lot of time there. I went to college there, and I grew up nearby. And one thing I love about um, Music City is there's this to me a kind of a big brother type feel and even established artists oftentimes like what you're mentioning about john foreman mm-hmm. i really feel like they want the little guy to succeed too because they were the little guy you know yes and i and i really feel like there is this um camaraderie between people that and, and i've experienced this on the podcast too with guests i've had on that i thought Wow, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking to Michael Card, and we're talking, yeah. we're talking about Bible stuff. I'm nobody, and and he doesn't have to sit down. But there really is this sense in which, like, like, hey, let let me put my arms around you, and we'll we'll do this together. How can I help? You know. And so I yeah. love that about Nashville. And there's a lot of like what I was talking about earlier with uh, a lot of people that I come in contact with here or that I'm in community with here. They just want to connect. And so the fact that they it isn't that strange that they that they would do a podcast with somebody in Springfield, Ohio via Skype. Like they just want to you know, it doesn't matter. Like connecting is if they can make time, you know, if there's time in the day to do it, they want to do it. And and also just they want to, for the most part, uh, you know, it is a giant um community and there's a lot of people like Andy Osenga who just did this Leonard tour that we were talking about he didn't have to take me or Eric Peters out but he but he thought like who would be who who do I believe in that I I want to show to my fans and yeah. and I've gone on the road a couple times with Andy and he's always like you know I I went on a house show tour with him and he told me that like I I think you'd be really good in a living room setting and I want to see and I want people to see you kind of in that setting and which was a huge you know I was extremely flattered and it's kind of launched this. I've started doing house shows almost exclusively now because it did turn something on in me where I was like, "Oh, this is really fun," and I get to connect with people in a really personal way. And so, it, it, I mean, the giving doesn't stop. And yeah. as far as that's been my experience anyway, as far as the community of musicians here in Nashville. Sure. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, I and again, who writes this stuff is the name of the podcast. You can find it on iTunes. Is uh, I assume probably several other places online that people go to who listen that's to right. podcasts. So uh, make sure you look that up too. But um, we're we're actually getting probably ought to start wrapping this podcast up. So man, it just flew by. I know it did. We're looking at like forty five minutes or something now. But tell tell us real quick if I've already mentioned nickflora.com. I've mentioned your podcast, who writes this stuff. Is there anything else? Um noise trade, you can go and get some samplers of you there. Uh what else yeah. should we highlight for you tonight? Um uh if you do the Twitter thing, um I enjoy Twitter quite a bit and uh one of my favorite ways to connect with people. So I'm at Nick Flora on there and then uh and I, I post all my show information and, and all that fun stuff. So there, Facebook or Instagram, basically any kind of way that you can connect with somebody on the internet, you can find me. But I yeah, I would love for people to get to get those free EPs, those cover EPs and uh and you know if they want to get my own stuff as well, I'm, I'm yeah. I would I wouldn't hate that. Now, now, <laughs> but, uh, and and I'm assuming is do you prefer Twitter or email if somebody say wants to have you for a house show? Um, uh, yeah, I mean if they want to tweet at me and say like how do I do this? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people I've just had to show kind of how to do it. If they're interested even a little bit, I say tweet tweet at me. I have a whole. A uh, little kind of how to, you know, house shows for dummies, I guess, kind of <laughs> kind of thing, and, and just it, if anything, it just shows how kind of easy and fun it is. Yeah. And so if they want to get at me, I, I it's one of my favorite things to do, and uh, I, I've almost exclusively been touring for the past year, just playing people's living rooms, and and it's been the one of the most uh, fulfilling years that I've in music, and I've been doing it for about a decade now, so it's just been incredible. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I, I, any way you can get a hold of me. I will I will uh, lead you in the right direction if you're interested in that. Great. Well, I do l- encourage you listeners to do that. That's one of the great things about the time that we're in now is you don't have to have a music venue to bring in some great music. And uh, I don't I don't know who came up with it a few years back and just decided, hey, let's turn our homes into a venue. But what a great idea! I've I've been to so many great house shows that I yeah. just, they they number among my favorite concerts. And I oh absolutely I, I remember thinking, well, I don't I don't. This is great to sit on somebody's sofa rather than sit in some crowded <laughs> room that- yeah or, or stand or you know it's uncomfortable yeah. and and a lot of people think it's going to be awkward going into somebody's house that you don't know and it can be initially but most people who host those kinds of things love have just love loving on people and sure. and all my experiences have been you know almost immediate comfort because you kind of 
get to know people and and uh you know once you have a plate of you know food and, and a drink in your hand you're kind of you're kind of stuck and <laughs> you're like well this is great how can i hate this so, <laughs> this coffee's awesome the, i know the music's okay but the coffee's great i know so, right? hey a refill yeah well nick thank you so much for being one of the voices in my head this week oh absolutely thank you so much for asking me to do it definitely my friend Nick Flora, incredible singer, songwriter, and artist. We're going to close the show today by playing another one of Nick's songs called The Presence of Greatness. I referred to it right away. This was actually the first song I ever heard by Nick, and I thought, this is a good song. And uh, the irony in it is really great, and just uh, written from a perspective of a guy that's, uh, well too high on himself i guess i should say but there's some kind of funny lyrics uh, going on with it but musically man it's really good the the whole album is great so i i just encourage you to pick up anything by nick flora and i also encourage you to go to his kickstarter page and help fund his next album the reintroduction of nick flora that's been voices in my head we're going to close out with this song the presence of greatness hope you have a great one thanks for listening to voices in my head blessings Just